Do you like edit it or did we just start? Uh, well, that's going to be the start of the episode is you asking if I edit it. We are on with Ben Zioli, our good friend from college. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. That's awesome. Uh, let's let's start off with uh, the, the first question since you brought up Transformers. What did you think of the very, very unique ending? Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I actually forgot that that was even in the movie because it was that forgettable of a movie. Um was probably the least ex- expect expect thing of all time. I was so confused. At the same time, I'm so intrigued as to what a GI Joe and Transformers crossover could possibly look like. I need to hear more before I have a full take on it. I'm intrigued. I think it's going to be garbage, low expectations, but you have to be intrigued. You definitely have to be intrigued. J- JB, do you think that like, the franchisization of Transformers and G.I. Joe Joe is going to be like camp good or like camp bad. Dude, I'm new to this. Oh my God. Oh, did we just spoil Transformers (laughs) for you? So I haven't seen a full Transformers movie like all the way through. Oh, damn, brother. You're missing out on some of the best, like, like late two thousands, Michael Bay action porn. All I know about Transformers is Megan Fox and there was a gorilla transformer in the trailer, <laughs> which I thought was cool. That's all I got. <laughs> Not, I, I feel like those are those are the two most important plot points: is Megan Fox and the gorilla. <laughs> That's what I've I got. A, I have a side point on Transformers. Make the side point. Do you guys think that Optimus Prime is hot? I think. I I I, I trust him. I just trust him. I don't think it's crazy to say that. Yeah. I think from a certain point of view, Optimus Prime is pretty hot. Would what what would you do with Optimus Prime given given the opportunity, Ben? I mean, realistically, whatever he wanted. <laughs> mm, good oh, answer. So, so he's in charge. Leader of the Autobots. Oh. <laughs> JB, what have you seen lately? What do you want to talk about? I mean what's been on your mind lately? The only thing I've thought about in the last two weeks is across the Spider-Verse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's jump into across the Spider-Verse right now. What, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, that it's probably my favorite movie ever. 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 Yeah. Real steel. Real steel. <laughs> Other than real steel. <laughs> favorite movie ever. Um, Yeah. Fuck man. So good. If, if the third movie is, anywhere near as good as the first two i think we have to start talking about we have to add it into the like the best trilogy of all time conversation oh i don't i don't i don't doubt that at all but what i struggle with is i struggle saying that it's better than the first one because i hold the first one to such a high regard like yeah i absolutely thought that it was amazing but i am always and and i'm talking to two dune super fans here so I'm always like definitely going to like tone a movie down in my ranking if it's not a complete story, just because like that is something that affects me to a really like niche degree. But knowing that it's part one of two, just it it doesn't compete with the first one for me. And that's exactly how I felt watching the first Dune. I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much because I feel like I didn't watch the movie yet. I feel like I watched half the movie because the second part of the story is still yet to come. Some of my favorite movies of all time are half movies. Empire Strikes Back, Infinity War. Mm. I I think 
I had no issue with the ending. I was actually happy that it ended ended that way, to be honest with you. But about what you said um, with how you think Into the Spider-Verse is better, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, For anyone that knows me, Into the Spider-Verse is already like one of my favorite movies ever. Seen it probably like 20, 30 times. But I think the fact that they were able to make such a complicated like idea into such a grounded story and understandable for all kids all ages was so impressive to me like you think about you think about the MCU and with all the multiverse stuff going on in the MCU it's like what the fuck is going on like no one understands what MCU is anymore because it's just like every movie is in its own universe and it's just so hard to understand but they were able to break it down so easily for the dumbest viewer to understand and i thought that was the fact that they were able to do that and execute it so perfectly in my opinion it puts it above into the spider-verse for me damn as the as the dumbest viewer i definitely appreciated that but ben what do you think about in the spider-verse or sorry Uh, across the spider-verse as somebody who hasn't seen the first one, and, and JB put it nicely, um, how how it's not so as as layered and confusing as the MCU is. So, just hopping into the second one, I felt like there was enough depth in the characters, and they had uh, uh, had a few flashbacks that sort of laid out, you know, how we had gotten to this point in the beginning when when uh, she was playing the drums. Um, but I felt like that there was so much depth in these characters that I felt like I had already known them, like, and seen the first one all the way through, if that makes any sense at all. I'm shocked that you haven't seen the first one. Really? Well, you have to pay $20 for it. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon right now. And so that's the only thing that's, that's holding me back. Yeah. I was lucky enough to have, to have bought that a long time ago. So (laughs) I didn't have to worry about it, but well, Ben, after seeing the second one, do you have any desire to go back and see the first? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a good ass movie. I thought the, uh, Another point, I thought the attention to detail in Across the Spider-Verse is some of the best I've ever seen. Um, and that's not to say I noticed it like while I was watching the movie, because there's just so many bright colors and lights that you're just trying to take in as much as you can. But after the fact, like on TikTok, as I'm scrolling, my whole For You page right now is just Across the Spider-Verse shit. Um, but it it like dives into all the little details. And I just really appreciate that. And it goes to show like the difference between what uh, with what you you can achieve in like live action stuff versus animation, because animation, every little line is thought out carefully because you have control over that. But when you're doing live action stuff, like it's easy to forget about some certain things and there just can be some details that um, that aren't great. But yeah, man. I mean, I could just go on and on about this movie. I loved every bit of it. Absolutely. I feel like we're going to have literal years and years of, oh, you missed this Easter egg in, in Across the Spider-Verse and the Spider-Verse movies. Um, and as far as the animation uh, goes and like how you, you were talking about how it's an infinitely more expressive medium than live action, uh, I think that Miller and Lord, when they were doing an interview, they had a great uh, soundbite where they were talking about superhero movie fatigue, how we're really 15 years into this era of, of cinema where everything has to be a CBM. And they said that they didn't think that there's superhero movie fatigue. They think that there's bad superhero movie fatigue. 
how yeah. like this is a movie that came along with genuine like character and and care and literal years of effort and development and that's why it is the way it is and just speaking of how live action is so much worse of a or not worse but a less expressive medium and a medium you have less control over i gotta say i am really not that excited for the live action miles morales movie that sony is trying to actively greenlight right now and i would love to get both of your takes on it but i i just feel like i really don't want to Rewatch the Miles Morales origin story done by Sony as they try to pump some more uh, electricity into the Frankenstein of a Spider-Man universe that they're trying to set up without Spider-Man. I think we had we had talked about this briefly, Drew, and I kind of like the idea of of telling the same story through different mediums, um, and that's that varies from what you just said in that you don't want to see a, a Miles Morales origin story again, and I'm, I I bet. The vast majority of people don't, but I think it would be so cool if somehow it was a continuation of his current story, you know, from the animated movies into live action. I think that I think that, that would be pretty cool. A continuation would be interesting. What, what do you think, JB? Uh, it's it, it annoys me when when you know you just see all these animated remakes into live action, like they're making One Piece into live action now. And oh, I saw that trailer. We, I mean, we all saw saw how Cowboy Bebop turned into with that live action remake. It's just like, or Mulan, like the animated movie is so much better. It's just, I don't know. Part of it annoys me, but like, I'm still gonna watch it. So <laughs> like, all power to him, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I, I, the, the charm to, the Miles Morales movies right now. Is the animation because it's unlike anything we've ever seen before the story is like great too so i don't know i i don't know i don't really care i'm gonna watch it <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people will so well i i think that again back to the point of them trying to breathe some life into this universe that they're cobbling together with spit and duct tape uh it's funny that we're recording this the day that the craven trailer came out we are now I, if I'm not mistaken, we are now six movies into Sony's new Spider-Man universe. Spider-Man has not showed up yet. Six, <laughs> six movies into their Spider-Man universe. And I just, I, I don't know where they go. Like, I don't know, is 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 the Morbius verse, as some people are calling it, can it stand on its own? And my gut reaction is maybe not. I don't know, do you guys have any interest in, in the survival of the Morbius verse? Just based off the trailer, it looks fucking terrible. It looks. <laughs> you think it looks bad? I actually horrible. didn't think it looked that bad, dude. Terrible. Uh, I didn't think I'm it not... looked amazing, but I didn't think it looked terrible. I'm not interested. In, what what what, in... did, what did you hate about it, Ben? I just don't understand the need for it, the why behind it, um, and the. I guess I want to say just lack of general effort. It made they made to make him look like a villain in the slightest. I mean, he looks like just Tarzan. He's just Tarzan. He does. There's <laughs> nothing, there's nothing intimidating him, intimidating about him at all. Other than when he bit the guy's nose off in the trailer, that was pretty metal. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, it's, it's probably going to be a pass for me. Oh, uh, it's, it's going to be a, a streaming pickup for me. I, I can't believe you would turn your back on the Morbius first. So, so suddenly Ben, you monster. 
you know me, a long time Morbius fan. <laughs> uh, it's I know, Morbin time. It is always Morbin time. Ben, I know you far more as a, as a DC guy than a Marvel guy. Uh, let's jump into your thoughts on the, 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 the Flash movie that just released this week. Sure. It's uh, throughout this entire conversation that we have about it. It's going to be so hard to keep my personal bias aside. But I throw your this this show is all about personal bias. Um, It's a good, solid movie overall. It's a good, solid movie, but it's so hard to not leave it and be disappointed from all the hype and the years of waiting and all the turmoil with DC. Just them projecting it as this superhero masterpiece james gunn constantly praising about it like it's it's just the next level of of comic book movies um and it just wasn't but it's still good no it was it was a good movie it was it wasn't jesus christ it did seem like a, a shameless marketing ploy with all these DC people saying it's the like the greatest superhero movie ever. They had Tom Cruise tweeting about it. <laughs> I wonder how wonder the paycheck he got for saying Tom that. Cruise, who's rumored to be uh, potentially directing and or starring in a future DC project. Why would he promote DC? Or what about Stephen King, the guy who has right. his most successful books uh, adapted by Warner Brothers? The paycheck. All in the pocket. No, it's to, all about the just to make up for the fact that the the star of the movie is a a felon <laughs> is a, is a goofy goofy guy. Speaking of the star of the movie, I I think he truly was the star of the movie and his ability to adapt those two completely different personalities. Um, I don't know the logistics behind it at all. I'd imagine that it is very fucking hard to to act in that way. Um, to yourself like that um so it was very impressive overall his performance again like jb said the felon part <laughs> sours things a bit but no he's a he's a great act. he's a great flash he is I, he's I a great he's, flash i think he's a good actor well, i just it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that he's still in the movie and he's like allowed to go to all these like like the fucking premiere. red carpet premiere <laughs> shit. So it's like <laughs> this guy should be behind Mars. Just... I was I was telling I, I was telling Ben this like one of the biggest hurdles I have, and I don't know I I don't know if you've watched the show JB, but uh, like Grant Gustin's version of the Flash, the TV show, like in my mind that is the superior Barry Allen, and so I just because of that, just because he started uh, portraying Barry Allen before Ezra Miller did. Like when Ezra Miller came onto the scene as Barry Allen, like I immediately just like didn't like it as much because I was comparing it to Grant Gustin's Flash. But it, it, it interesting to hear that uh, Ben like likes Ezra Miller's portrayal, and I, I definitely agree because in the movie he's playing the eighteen-year-old version of himself and the late twenty-something version of himself, and he does it very believably. Like it, it is very believable, and I think it's very well done. But. I don't know what to what to what degree do you separate the art from the artist? Ben, I have a I have a question. Shoot. How bad, in your opinion, was the CGI? I haven't watched the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> I just want your take on it. Because I've um, seen I've seen differing opinions, but I want yours. So I will say some of the clips that I saw in the lead up and on TikTok were just completely altered and, and made okay. to look worse than they were. So it was honestly a pleasant surprise going in. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, Nick Cage was fucking horrifying. Um, he looked like a, a spray tanned Sim character uh, in a Superman suit. Um, it was very disturbing. Yeah, that was um, tough. Beyond that, um, 
they they do what you can with with the speed force and and, and that dimension that they put him in when he's when he's running um is it like cw show quality absolutely not it's much more on the lines of like an ant-man quantum mania not that that's a very high bar but <laughs> yeah no that it's makes not. sense it's yeah. yeah it's reasonable i guess i usually i'm usually not one to notice like bad cgi like everyone says like multiverse of madness has like terrible cgi but i didn't really notice it when i was watching it I don't this know if is that's also, something that you guys do. This is going to make me sound a bit douchey, but say douchey, be that, douchey. Um, it is uh, when CGI doesn't look as great as it does in something like Avatar, and a very casual fan uh, sees something like sees something like the Flash, um, and they don't necessarily understand the logistics behind the filming and whatnot. Uh, it's it's a bit of an easy thing for them to comment on. Yeah, like I yeah. saw Twitter accounts that I follow that had never covered had never talked about a movie or anything TC related before, but they were still trashing on the flash flash film Twitter CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Film, film Twitter is the most toxic place. Um, <laughs> it really so, is. And it's obviously such an easy thing to hate on because you know, like the felon part and DC has been <laughs> such a meme recently. Um, which goes back to my point that, you know, it's still a good solid movie, but disappointing. If we could talk about, I would love to get everyone's opinions on cameos, both in the flash and kind of in a, in a, in a more general sense, uh, because I think that uh, one, one take that I saw, I will say right now, this is not my own opinion. Uh, but a lot of people who were upset with Keaton's Batman returning, they compared it to Tobey Maguire returning as Spider-Man and how it was, everything that they were concerned Tobey Maguire returning as Spider-Man would be how he was just there to be uh, like, Hey, say the line. Let's get nuts. Ah, that's what you said in the old movie. And uh, I want to, I want to get your take, Ben. Like what did, did, did you think that the Keaton Batman return was done well, or do you think it was just a, a point and recognize? So it's tough to say that the flash is just, a, a DC copy of of Spider Man No Way Home, uh, because it's it's been, you know this this project and plan for so long, um, but it is just a DC copy of of Spider Man No Way Home, and <laughs> it, and it's not as good, and it's just not as good. So when you look at it like that, obviously Keaton's Batman is going to be disappointing when it's just part of a, a of a worse product. Um, that being said, he was great. Like he could he he didn't miss a beat. He could still pull it off the long hair i don't know if you you saw that you noticed the long hair was was super off-putting for me but when he got his hair Keaton has long hair oh yeah when he when when he comes in the movie like he's like a a a bruce wayne that has not been active for 20 plus years and he's like like, long beard like cast away um but like very cool portrayal of batman i i like just the different portrayals that that we're getting um with obviously uh Battinson. Um but Michael but Keaton cool hits old... every time for me. Yeah, I, I mean I love him. I was watching cars the next morning and I had no idea that that he plays the dickhead green car. Uh cars, shout out cars. Shout Does out he cars. Cars. Damn. Yeah, yeah, no, he plays the oh, what's his name? Uh Chick Hex. Chick Chick Hex. Yeah. He plays Keaton. I didn't He's know that. Chick-X. That's awesome. 
It, oh, it's fantastic. JB, could I throw a philosophical question your way? Go for it. Uh, CGI cameos of the dead. Respectful, disrespectful, never respectful. What's your take? Uh, it's boy, oh boy, did the, did the Flash uh, drum up some controversy with that? I, I say it's disrespectful. I I guess it, it ultimately depends on the person. But um, I think a general rule of thumb is probably don't do that. This this isn't Michael Jordan. Obviously, isn't a dead person, but it made me think of this. Um, in the movie Air, which Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck worked on, came out this year. Um, it's about like Michael Jordan and Nike, like trying to sign him and all that, and you never see like Michael Jordan in the movie. You see like the back of his head, like walking away and it's like a young Michael Jordan, but you, they never like, they didn't like, they could have like tried to find like an actor that looked like him and tried to like CGI his face onto that. Um, but instead they just kept him out of the movie. They would show like parts of his body or they'd show like the back of his head, which I loved. Like I loved the fact that they did that. Cause I know like if, if they did show his face, it would have completely taken me out of the movie. And I think it's, I think it's the same for a lot of, a lot of cases. Like I, I think of, um, it's a little bit different when it, when it comes to star Wars, cause, or maybe it's not, I don't know exactly what I think, but like in rogue one, when they see, that was going to be my lead up. Yeah. When they CGI Tarkin's face and Leia's and Leia's at the end, I thought they did it really well. But I don't know. Maybe I'm going back on my point because I said a general rule of thumb is to not do that. But I thought that was good. So I don't know. Have I you, think uh, there's an uh, obvious tasteful way and then uh, a very obvious disrespectful way. And when they are not part of the the story at all, um, they, they've never been referenced in, in the movie before and they have nothing to do with the plot overall, like in The Flash, it's disrespectful. In the case of Rogue One, at least that they're relevant, specific characters uh, uh, to the timeline. And it's almost like a need. Like, they kind of need them to be in the story, and those movies came out in the 70s, so it's like... Yeah, Tarkin served so that, a purpose that's a good one. point. Yeah, that's a good point. Can I ask... I haven't watched the movie and I mm. probably I probably won't if we're being honest. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. But what was the like who they CGI in the movie? There's three what big was, ones. What there's, was the context? There's three really big ones. So uh, just just to give a, a brief summary, the, the movie ends with the Flash kind of realizing that his actions are causing all these other worlds, these other multiverses to collide into each other, collapse. And they have mm. a very interesting uh, cinematic way of of showing like what the outside of a universe looks like and the way that they do it CGI wise it allows them to do those little glimpses of cameos like uh, oh there's Nicolas Cage as Superman there's all these other things the three big deceased cameos they did there's there's three and there's one that really sticks out crazy story for you guys if you don't know it but there's Christopher Reeve as Superman there's Adam West as Batman for like a blink in your blink and you miss it second. And then there's George Reeve as like the original movie depiction of Superman. Do you guys know the story with George Reeve? I, I believe he killed himself. Is that correct? Killed himself because he was only getting typecasted as Superman. 
way, way, way back then, superhero movies do not hold the reverence that they hold right now. Uh, he was perceived as like a children's show actor. His career was never taken seriously. He was miserable, uh, killed himself because of his portrayal of Superman. He didn't want to be associated with it. Uh, now his CGI corpse is permanently, permanently memorialized in this movie as Superman, which well done, guys. kind of fucked. Uh, pretty, pretty really fucked. That is, uh, that's unfortunate. I think Ben, I think, I think Ben kind of hit the nail on the head, you know, like, like with any complex issue, I don't think that there's an immediate yes or no answer. There's no clear cut rule on the spectrum, but like he made a good point that in Rogue One, like Leia and Tarkin, they had plot relevancy. Like they weren't just like there and thrown away. Whereas the cameos I'm talking about in the flash are literally like not necessary to the plot whatsoever. Yeah. That is a little bizarre. None of them are even, even wonder woman for, for the 45 seconds that she was in, it was completely irrelevant to the story. (laughs) Completely. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Do you want to talk about touch on the the final scene of the flash? Uh, lead, Lead us in there. Uh, JB. Um, so at the end of the movie, uh, as Drew had mentioned before, he realizes he has to go back in time and undo all of the things that that he did before that was that was affecting all of these other universes and, and different timelines. Um, except he cha- he leaves one tiny detail. He he changes uh, the location of something in a supermarket, which is key to the story. And he gets back to his universe and everything is normal, seemingly normal. He, he's, he's happy and he gets a call from Bruce Wayne. Uh, he, assuming it is it is Ben Affleck, um, he says, I'm around the corner. I'll come pick you up. Out comes Bruce Wayne. And it is George Clooney. Movie ends. That's it. Heck. <laughs> <laughs> George George Clooney was a uh, was Batnips, right? Was what? His didn't his Batman have like nipples in his armor? I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. He was Batnips. Uh talk about completely irrelevant and and honestly, my biggest gripe was with the movie is that the Flash was supposed to act as this uh, transfer from the DC EU to the to the new DCU, um, and it sure it 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 closed air quotes closed the dceu but it gave absolutely no glimpse into the future of what the new universe is going to look like which might be their intention because odds are that they have no fucking clue and they're still gonna have to clean up the mess that that aquaman 2 is going to create but it would have been nice to be like all right at least if if he had landed in in the universe that was that was going to be the center of the new DCU, that would have been something. And maybe they 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 tease the new Batman or the new Superman or, or whatever it is. But having George Clooney come out was probably my least favorite part of the film. So lazy, just because it, it, it leaves you not knowing like what is coming next. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And then I mean the the end credit scene was almost as irrelevant with. Uh, stumbling jason momoa well i think they put the stumbling jason momoa just to let you know that the next aquaman movie is still in whatever this universe is like for whatever that he's in a different universe now it's a different it this we now have 
we're working with a, a completely altered Aquaman. So you don't you don't think that the Aquaman in Aquaman two is going to be the one that they show at the end of this movie? Unless Aqu- unless it it would have to have been have it would have to have taken place before the events of the Flash. Otherwise, I mean. He he moved the t- the tomato cans in, and Ben Affleck turns into George Clooney, and you're going to tell me that? Oh um, yeah, Ben's no, just I'm the same guy. Well, well, they they definitely could do it, but now now that I'm realized, now that you're saying this, I'm realizing that it already leaked that Ben Affleck filmed some stuff for Aquaman two as Bruce Wayne. I know that he filmed it, but I I believe that it's probably getting cut. It might it, get it cut. It's going to be cut. Ooh. It would have to be. Unless Aquaman 2 takes place before the events of The Flash, I don't know. which I... would just add to everybody's overall general confusion. And then Blue Beetle is just going to be a shit show, too. I'm so <laughs> excited for that movie, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, uh, I don't, I just want them to buy into the fact that fucking, I don't know, comic book movies are in a rough place right now. They are in a rough place. Oversaturation is real. A very rough place. And nobody knows what the fuck is going on. It is just it they it's so complicated. No one knows who's in what universe. No one knows which movies are connected to which movies. It's just like like at this point, I'm going into comic book movies, Spider-Verse movies aside, um, to see some of my favorite characters like do cool shit. Like Craven. <laughs> yeah, like like fucking Craven. What up, Craven Ravens? <laughs> like everybody's like favorite character. <laughs> oh no, everybody's favorite character is here my my favorite like my favorite cherry on top of the morbius verse is the still in production el muerto movie starring bad bunny it's going to be about a wrestler who fought spider-man once oh i saw that and doesn't yeah. uh uh that's not a joke that you were that is not that is not I, I nothing I just said was a joke bad bunny is going to play a wrestler and the whole point of his story is he fought spider-man once so you swear, so yeah, you swear. I swear <laughs> shot and the, the crazy the cra- craziest thing is that like on t- have a sick soundtrack yeah <laughs> on, on Twitter on Twitter like a week ago and like just inevitably because of like writer strikes and some other like external uh forces they were canceled they were announcing like everything that is getting delayed and all these comic book movies were getting uh, either delayed or move up slightly and someone just tweeted out like hey El Muerto is still just happening <laughs> let's fucking go should let's we talk about the idol with the weekend uh I haven't watched it and you probably couldn't pay me to <laughs> I have nothing to say about this other than it looks so uncomfortable, <laughs> unless only... you're just gonna use it flat out as porn, and then oh, I've I've watched it all the way through like ten times already, guys. It's, it's oh, I bet I bet you have. It's great. No, I've only seen clips on Twitter. I think it's so funny. Have like, you guys uh, what, what 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 drove the weekend to to do something like this? Like, that's probably just how he how he normally he probably toned it down, dude. Imagine, <laughs> this is what's in it. Imagine the stuff that HBO had to fucking cut out of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Hey, good for him. I'm just glad that people are finally seeing that Sam Levinson, the guy who wrote Euphoria, is just he's just not that good. You can make those too weird. He's just a weird guy, and a bunch of teenage girls just happen to like his first show. Huh. Uh, have you, either of you ever worked a food service job? Nope. Uh, no. 
All right. Well, you know, in food service, whoever's in the shift before you, like they could really fuck you over. Like they leave a bunch of shit that you have to do. And then you have to do all that stuff before, like you do your stuff for your food service shift. I feel like that's James Gunn right now. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. A good way to he, put it. like someone, someone, whoever had the shift before him just left him a massive, like, Hey, the flash still has to come out. And so does Aquaman two and blue beetle. But, but then, but then, then you, then you could do your thing. And I feel like he is just trudging through this to get to his vision. The two things that he's made are the two best things in DC. Oh, without a doubt. The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker are incredible. By far. I gotta watch Suicide Squad again. That movie's so fucking funny. Uh what's what's that what's that character's name that is like not human? The Weasel? The Weasel. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Weasel. That's Dude, Sean Gunn, right? It's Sean Gunn. He loves <laughs> casting his brother to play CGI rodents. I love the I love like the behind the scenes pictures of Shaw Gunn acting <laughs> with the others. He's just like scratched over. I yeah. love those pictures. It's so funny. Uh, ben, do you have what specifically do you have faith in 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 James Gunn's new DCU? Well, obviously Superman Legacy. I mean, I'm I'm beyond interested to see who who gets casted. So it's between. Is it Corin Sweat and then Nicholas Holt? I, I just know that Nicholas Holt is up for the screen tests. Dude, I, imagine, I like him a lot. imagine that. That's not something I would have put together a fan casting I ever would have thought of. And I saw it what whenever it leaked like three three or four weeks ago. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And the more that I've thought about it, the more I'm like, oh, I'm all in. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I will say it's a little annoying that like stuff like this leaks like so early in the development process. Dude, like I yeah. James Gunn tweets about all of this shit just to distract us from what's the hot pile of garbage right in front of us, <laughs> and it works. And it, and it and it works. His Twitter's pretty funny. He's good at replying to people shitting on his movies. <laughs> well, he's had to tone it down because he it's kind of been backfiring on him lately because when he like first became the head of DC, like he loved going on Twitter and like shutting down false rumors. They're like, Oh, this, this person was actually cast as Superman. And no, that's not true. Not that's not true. And it was, it was great because he loved like destroying all the disinformation, but then it had a negative effect where all these like small time, like wannabe comic book movie uh, influencers, they were like, Oh, (laughs) if I want to get, yes. They're like, Oh, if I want to get all these interactions, all I have to do is, is tweet a lie at James Gunn and he'll reply to me and boost me. And then boom, I get all this attention. So like he yeah, that's stopped for that reason. Cause people were just like blatantly making stuff up and, and tagging him. Yep. Thanks, Elon. Thanks buddy. Twitter um, do be like that. Something, uh, something else I feel like to look forward to in terms of the future of DC is uh, not necessarily another Batman movie. Uh, but we get to go through a whole nother Batman casting process, which I feel like is more fun than maybe the movie itself. <laughs> um, so I'd be curious to hear from you guys, Batman casting, and then maybe a villain for the movie. I jokingly texted you saying that uh, since Ezra Miller played two versions of himself, that Michael Sarah should play both Batman and Robin. And when I... Th- when I texted you that, I didn't even realize that Michael Sarah literally played Robin in the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, it's funny. So I, I think that they're shooting for, 
a 10 year old with Damian Wade, I think mm. is the brave and the bold timeline. So I'm not sure. I mean, Michael Sarah's got range, but that might be a stretch. Yeah. He could just get on his knees. Hey, 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 Batman. I don't Perfect. know. I got to think about my casting. JB, what's uh? do you have a fan casting for Batman brave and the bold either or? No, no. Out. I feel like I feel like Ben does though. Give me. I just need Jensen Ackles. He'd be so good. For Jensen Ackles could be, be so pretty good. solid. He's the right age. He can play it for a few movies. It's going to be an older Bruce Wayne with the Bat Family going. Timeline wise, it matches up. Um, I think he'd be perfect. And then villain wise, give me Giancarlo Esposito, Mister Freeze. That's been a popular fan cast over the years, and. I feel like I needed to happen. Yeah, he honestly, John Carl Esposito, he was a fantastic voice for Lex Luthor in uh, in the animated series that just came out. He was a really good Lex Luthor. Uh, I think I told you this casting a little while ago. Uh, Glenn Powell, I I really really could see him as a good Bruce Wayne. I, th- I think ideally, I like, like if they are gonna go uh, for a a younger Robin on this one, I I I'd love an unknown. I would love a brand new face to just be, be thrown on there. I don't need name recognition for that whatsoever, but I, I could see Glenn Powell doing a pretty solid Bruce Wayne. Bob, I have a question. Ask away. Where does Robert Pattinson Batman movies fit into this picture? That's the best part. They don't. So James Gunn fully understands that like the problem with the MCU right now is the, is the continuity. The continuity served the MCU up until like 20, 2019 now the fact that everything has to be in there, it, it's it's troubling and it's like biting them in the ass. So he like the, the Battinson the Battinson movies are staying in their own world, unaffected by any of this, which I think is the absolute correct way to move I'm, forward with it. I'm very happy to hear that. Very very happy to hear that. I loved the Batman. I thought it was so good. Ben loved the Batman. It was probably my favorite movie uh, for a while after I saw it. Yeah, I think it was the same for me. I think I gave it like a 97. I was a big fan. Pattinson. He's Batson. the goat. Bobby P's Batman. What's that movie? Um, I think I know what you're going to say. Fuck, it was on Netflix for a while. It's like a sleeper. No, never mind. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm going to have to look it up. But Is it a good man. movie? It is, yeah. Is it the one where it's like a love story and then Yes, this is it. This is the one <laughs> I was the, thinking. The Robert I saw the Barstool guys tweet this out like the other day. Uh, yeah, that's what I, was... I forget what it is, but it's like a it's like a Robert Pattinson love movie. It's like a normal like rom romance movie, and then like the last minute of the movie, it's revealed that it was 9-11 the whole time and he's at the top of the World Trade Center. So it's is it Remember Me? Probably. That sounds correct. Is that what you're thinking of, JB? <laughs> no. I was thinking of Good Time. Good oh, Time. I need. I need to see Good Time. I still. That's still on my list. That's it's, yeah. I need it's to under see movies good time. that you that you can't stream. It's under the twenty dollars movies uh, along with yeah. Into the Spider Verse. It was on. Fucked. It was on Netflix a few years ago. That's when I watched it. It's a. That's, uh, that's very, a Safety one, good. right? That's a Safety movie. Yeah. Damn. What about the Lighthouse? I haven't seen the Lighthouse. <laughs> really want to. I just, I just think, how big of balls do you have to have to like be pitching a movie and like you pitch an amazing romance movie and then like you tear everything down and you're like, and then nine eleven happens. Who's even in it? 
Just Bobby P and uh... Pierce Brosnan's in it. Oh wow! Megan Markle's in it. Ser- what? <laughs> that she plays. Crazy. She plays a character named Megan. <laughs> plays herself. Self in- <laughs> self Let's insert. Go. Are we are we pro or anti Megan? Uh, definitely, definitely pro making making fun of it. It's uh, pretty 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 goofy and funny. Love the South Park episode. <laughs> I'll save my opinion for after I watch Remember Me. <laughs> that that's gonna be what not, not not anything recent. You are just going to judge her based off a performance in a movie from well over a decade ago. That is correct. That I respect to you, sir. Are we are we pro or anti uh Megan as in the horror movie that came out this year of the fucking doll oh, or whatever? I uh, loved it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I haven't seen Megan, haven't haven't seen Megan, but have heard some fantastic things. It's it's a it's a movie you need to go in with the correct expectations set. You need to need you need to know what it is beforehand. It is definitely not an Annabelle type. No, it's like camp, it's like campy, but like in a good way, right? Like it's, it's yeah, it's very self aware. Yeah, it's, good. It's, it's a good time. Those are the best movies. That. The movies that are self aware and know exactly what they are. Gentlemen, she just starts dancing. Oh, that's my favorite part. <laughs> doesn't she? Doesn't she do like TikTok dances? yeah <laughs> gentlemen i feel like a, a fantastic way to wrap this up unless there are some opinions that haven't been stated yet is is just us stating what 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 pop culture thing we are most excited for this summer oppenheimer right it has to be I, I was, oh, oh no actually more specifically it's it's the barbie oppenheimer double feature but here's yeah. the question what do you see first oh. i have a very strong opinion about mm. this i would say uh, oppenheimer first Oh, I am the other way around. Oh, you want to go home depressed? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm with Drew. Barbie would be the best palate cleanser possible. I I want to, I want to be driving home after the the theater, like contemplating life, <laughs> which could happen after seeing Barbie, if we're being honest. But <laughs> I I I love the feeling of like walking out of a theater and be like, wow, like that was. And it doesn't happen very often, so I want that. And also, I feel like I need to get warmed up. And I feel like Barbie is the perfect warm-up. Get warmed up. Well, we were just talking about uh, with Megan how how a self-aware movie is good. I think Barbie, from the looks of it, might be the single most self-aware movie ever made, ever. Uh, yeah, it's but gonna it, be great. It's it gonna might, be a good movie. It might hurt it. It might hurt himself. It's a live-action Lego movie. <laughs> but they're not yeah. they're not legos they're people well yeah 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 so, something <laughs> that could go so many different directions i'm uh i'm very excited i'm also excited for Bar- barbenheimer any any closing thoughts before we wrap isn't, it up? isn't sorry isn't the mission impossible movie coming out around yeah, yeah. Too? Oh, man love mission impossible that's yeah. Drew's least favorite thing, though. That's that's a it's going to be a cliffhanger, an unfinished movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess I guess it depends because like it depends how, specifically how they finish it. Because like like JB was saying earlier, my favorite MCU movie hands down is Infinity War, and like I don't take that trait to Infinity War because in my mind, Infinity War is like a closed story. Even though clearly there is a part two, and like they they wrap it up very well, I I, I feel like it bookends itself. So I don't know. It depends. It depends on how they end part one. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. 
I gentlemen, love it's uh, possible fallout. Sorry. Yeah. No, I, was, I was just going to conclude no, and say that it's been lovely, lovely, talk, it, man. lovely, lovely care. talking to you guys tonight. I don't want to talk anymore. Just end no, it. no. You Did I say the thing about Optimus Prime already? Uh, is he hot? But you could say it again if you want. <laughs> no, nah, that's all right. Okay. I think JB thinks Optimus Prime is hot. I think he's just like, I think. I don't cool. know what you're talking about. Dude, and guess look. what I watched today? What did you watch today? The Rise of Skywalker. <clears throat> why, why would you do something like that? I don't know, man. I regretted it 30 seconds in when it said the dead speak. <laughs> but it's also it's also so funny. And it's it's really fun to just like fucking get pissed while you're walking while you're watching it and just you're like complain. You are hate watching. watching it. Yeah. No, I was wondering hate watching it. Yeah. J- oh. JB, JB, I, I went back and I, I listened to the episode where we ranked all the Star Wars movies and like literally 15 minutes of that episode is us just talking about how much we hate rise of skywalker dude i've had to stop myself this <laughs> this episode i've had to stop myself like 10 times from bringing up the sequels and so i had to just like i had to add something in the end here yeah ben as a as a new guest of the show you need to know that every episode we shit on the star wars sequels at least once and we never actually plan to it just always comes up yeah, that was real natural of JB bringing yeah. that up. It really flowed into the conversation. It, it sure did. And with that, we end the episode. Goodbye, America. <laughs>